Hey, it's Chica, and I'm so happy that you chose to spend some time with me today. No matter where you are or where you're going, thanks for letting me share a little bit of weirdness with you. K94.5, Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. And today's feel-good story is all about a surgeon in Philly named Adam, Adam Bonesen. Talked about a recent transplant that almost didn't happen last fall. Um, his patient was set to receive a new liver, but the car transporting it got stuck in traffic during the Philadelphia Marathon. So Adam left the hospital, basically joined the marathon, ran half a mile in his scrubs to get to the car. A cop drove him back, and the surgery was a success. What? What? This man literally saving lives, running marathons to save lives. This is the stuff that makes me feel good. <sighs> I can't even start running to save my own life. What? K94.5, Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. Um, hi, it's Chica, and I realize I'm I'm part of the problem. Okay, feels good to admit it. <clears throat> Neighbor Kennedy and I, uh, we we have some issues that we have to work through, and I feel like we all do, right? Like, everybody has stuff they have to work through, but the top 10 TV-related arguments couples have. I look through the list, and I'm flabbergasted because I realize he treats me a certain way because he feels like I am just a horrible companion when it comes to watching movies, when it comes to watching TV. He really hurt my feelings when he took me to my first movie. Like, we went to our first movie together. I was so excited, like... He bought me all the snacks. He's like, get you a cherry Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want some popcorn? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, extra butter. Yes. I'll marry you right now, neighbor Kennedy. And he's like, do you want some gummies? Yes. You want any other snacks? No, that's good. Okay. So we go, we sit down. As the movie's starting, he turns around and he looks at me. Because I'm loving, you know, all the previews to everything. I'm like, oh, we got to watch that one. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. All of a sudden... Neighbor Kennedy turns into this different person and he looks at me and goes, this is the part where you need to be very quiet. Don't be asking me questions. I don't know what's about to happen to this movie. I'm watching it for the first time alongside you. I felt like I was a toddler in that moment and then I realized I am part of the problem because one in five people said that they are absolutely frustrated by their partner's TV habits on a daily basis. Some of the things that people fight about <clears throat> When your partner's not paying attention because they're on their phone or computer, what? I got distracted. Like, apparently we argue about asking too many questions about the plot. I'm sorry. You pretend you know the answer to everything else. Why can't I ask you about this movie? Why can't I ask you about the plot? They keep talking while you're trying to pay attention. I'm asking about the plot once again. The plot. Um, When you spend too much time trying to figure out what to watch... Obviously, the volume is a huge argument that people have, but having to rewatch something your partner missed. Um, neighbor Kennedy doesn't lie to me anymore. Like, he just doesn't. If he one time watched our show without me, like, you don't understand. That was, like, the worst thing that he's ever done to me. The worst thing that he's ever done to me. And I thought we were over. I thought we were done when he watched our show without me. But now I'm realizing everybody's having these issues. And it all comes down to watching TV together. It all comes down to watching movies together. Let's normalize not watching shows together. Let's normalize, like, not having a show together. 
Because clearly, I can't make you happy. Take me to movies, bribe me with snacks just to shut me up. It's going to work, but I'm going to be mad. What do you and your partner argue about when it comes to watching TV? K94.5, Shreveport, Bossier's number one hit music channel. So the term quiet quitting blew up this month because quiet quitting is basically, let me explain it how I see it, okay? Quiet quitting is you're literally doing your job to the bare minimum. You're not going to go above and beyond. You're not trying to impress anybody. You're literally trying to do just that. Keep your job, which is bizarre to me. But anyway, now the term quiet firing is trending. So while you're busy quiet quitting, your boss could be quiet quiet firing you. It's not a new trend. It's just a new name. So constructive dismissal is probably what we've heard. Managing out. So if your boss or manager doesn't like you or wants you gone for whatever reason, instead of firing you, they micromanage you, stop involving you. They use passive aggressive tactics to make your life miserable until you quit. So if you're asking for real world examples on this, uh, a manager kept adding more and more to a woman's workload until it was overwhelming. No one else got additional work. Okay. I'm looking at this on BuzzFeed. Uh, ooh, this one. An assistant's desk got moved from an office to the corner of the copy room, and the office went to an, an intern. Interesting. A person's manager used to slowly reduce the hours of people he didn't like until they were eventually never scheduled. Hmm. Quiet firing. While you're busy, quiet quitting. Quiet firing is going down right in front of you. Be careful. K94.5. Hello, I'm Chica, and... Be honest with me. You meet somebody for the first time, right? Like you're out and about. You meet somebody for the first time. They tell you their name and you turn around and you instantly forget it. How often does that happen to you? Because it is it is happening to me like, ooh, I don't even know. Probably I'd say four out of five times. Now, granted, most of those times I have a little bit in my system, right? We're at Frozen or we're at Big Country or wherever. And I can't remember that person's name for the life of me. But talking about it with some girlfriends, because we walked away and I said, okay, somebody tell me again their name. And they all looked at me like I was losing my mind. And then a friend steps in and goes, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. This is totally okay because... I've been walking into rooms and I can't remember why. And so then another one says, dude, um, that one thing that you went to for the grocery store, like she said, you know, you got one thing that you need to pick up and you go and you get distracted and then you get home and you're like, I forgot the heavy whipping cream. She said like small little things, right? And we got the best one. Another girl goes, I can't ever find my phone. She said that she walks around her house yelling, Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. <laughs> and I was looking at all of them like, Wait, hold on. Are we all losing it? What is making us just lose it? Like, we're always forgetting. Oh, oh, by the way, can we talk about the fact that, like, at work, your password is constantly changing, right? They're always changing your password. So when I like go to online banking or when I go to, there are like three or four passwords I do not know. I have to reset every single time. And then I'll go and I'll reset it. I'll be like, can't be one that you had before. Also need a blood sample on this one. Like, you know, 
the top five things that we are forgetting. This is according to a recent poll in America. Top five things. Um, I guess we made it. That one other thing you needed at the grocery store. It's always the cheese. It's always like a dairy item or a spice, right? Uh, number four, passwords. Seriously, that needs to be number one. Uh, phone numbers. Does does anybody even try to remember those anymore? If you go to jail and they go, you get one phone call. Guess what? We're all calling a bills bondsman because you know they put their numbers up. That's about it. That's all you and I got. Uh, people's names. I don't know at what capacity though. For me, it's as soon as I meet them. Number one for us this year was when you walk into a room and can't remember why. Turns out my girls and I, we are not way off. Like we did look at each other at some point and go, we sound like the Golden Girls. There's no reason we need to be out and about out on the town right now. We need to go home. We need to go home and, and you know, call it a night maybe with some nice warm oatmeal. Let's just do better on trying to remember. Let's make conscious efforts to, I don't know. Are there any memory games we could put on our phone? I'll, I'll dedicate like 20 minutes a day to a memory game instead of TikTok. I don't know if my attention span can last that long. I don't know if I could remember to get on there, but I mean, I'll say I'll dedicate it. K94.5, hello, it's Chica and micro-cheating on the rise, especially during like the hot summer months. Apparently, that is when we micro-cheat the most. If you're like, wait, what? I, wait, are you micro-cheating? All right, so obviously to be micro-cheating, you gotta be dating somebody, you gotta be in a relationship. Um, let me give you some... Okay, the micro-cheating definition is... Micro-cheating is a term used to describe small, seemingly harmless actions or behaviors that may indicate a partner is emotionally or physically involved with somebody else. Of course, you know me. I'm like, uh-uh, I need examples. For example, you see somebody post a thirst trap on Instagram, on Snapchat. You slide up and you're like, hey-yo. Well, that's what I do. I always go, hey-yo. If I was in a relationship, that would be considered micro-cheating. Um, if you frequently communicate with somebody who flirts with you, you are micro-cheating. Oh, oh, this was a big one. If you give your phone number, your Instagram, your Snapchat to somebody that is clearly attracted to you, you are micro-cheating. Basically, the way I look at it is anything that opens a door to the potential of emotionally cheating or physical infidelity. Is that is that fair? Can we just look at it that way? Of course, experts are saying, hey, listen, micro-cheating doesn't always lead to some form of affair or infidelity. But they said micro-cheating is on the rise, especially during the hot summer months. Is it because we're just kind of all like meh right now? Like, well, didn't get to go on vacation this year. We're just twiddling our thumbs. I guess I'll just flirt with this person instead of going out and mowing the lawn. I don't know. I don't know why, but apparently micro-cheating on the rise. So I guess this is our way to like kind of catch ourselves. Experts said that it could start with you sharing intimate or personal details with somebody outside of your relationship that should be reserved for a partner. They said it could be you sharing your mental health struggles with somebody. It could be you talking about <clears throat> how little you fold the laundry with somebody, if you know what I mean. Right? Well, me and my partner, we don't fold the laundry like we used to. If you uh, text or message somebody and you have to delete those messages, they said that's probably micro cheating. They said be on high alert. 
And don't be that person that does it. All right. So let's just. If you're catching yourself micro cheating, if I said any of this and you're like, oh, you know, that's not where you want to go. Listen, grass is greener on every other side. Like you look at it and you're like, man, I remember when I was in a relationship, I remember thinking, man, when I'm single, man, let me tell you, no, I mean, life is better, but not because of that. Grass is always going to be greener. Grass is greener where you water it. Stay home. Water your water your plants. <laughs> Pour love into your partner. Let's not micro-cheat this summer. I get it. Experts are saying, everybody's doing it right now. Let's make that not be us, okay? K94.5, Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. Chica spending quality time with you this morning. And, you know, millennials are constantly being blamed for ending and ruining everything. I mean, you've been hit with some things, right? Um, but people on social media are talking about things that they're actually glad that millennials torched. And I'm looking at some of these responses and I'm not mad at them. Like, homophobia. I feel like millennials had a lot to do with like, uh-uh, we don't do that around here. Uh-uh. And I love that. I love that. Um, the stigmas of mental health, depression, and anxiety. All of a sudden, everybody felt it during COVID, huh? All of a sudden, everybody was struggling. What are we going through? Exactly. Um, I saw this one. The I hate my wife, husband genre of jokes. They're not funny, bro. Truly, truly, I, I don't get those. I never have, though. I guess that's why I'm a millennial. Um, like being an absent father, apparently millennial dads are stepping in to the whole dad role and making dadding cool. And I, I actually love that. And my favorite one was the idea that work is the most important thing or the loyalty to the workplace. Millennials push the notion that you shouldn't go above and beyond. You shouldn't act your wage and be paid what you're worth. And I'm kind of looking at all this going, somebody testify today. I feel like as a millennial, we always get the heat. We always catch the flack. And it's kind of annoying. It's frustrating. But seeing that people are celebrating things that millennials ended, that is what it's all about for me. And that's what's making me go, go millennials, go. Let's keep doing these things. Let's keep making things uncool. If, if they shouldn't be out there. Does that make sense? Right. K94.5, Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. I'm Chica. Talking about the new predictions for dating in 2024. Like Bumble always comes out with these and they're like, hey, these are trends we're probably going to be seeing. Heads up. So the cross-generational dating where women are, it, it normally we're like, all right, older man, younger chick. Opposite now. Older women, younger dudes, what's going on? I said, wait, wait, wait. If I were to jump in on that action right now, or date a guy way younger than me, 10 years younger than me, I'd be like, baby. <laughs> These are the years of your life. I remember being 21. I remember I was, it was legal. I didn't have to use a fake ID anymore. Not that I ever did, first off. You kidding me? I have no business talking to a 21-year-old, 22-year-old. 
So for me, as for me and my house, we're going to skip on that. In fact, I think I'm a date older. Went on a date with the guy, you know, 10 years older than me. Actually enjoyed it. But this one actually caught my attention. Relationship timeline decline. So obviously the pandemic threw us all into this era of just like rethinking how we do things, right? And this includes relationships. So the rejection of traditional monogamous relationships and expectations apparently will continue to soar. Women are building their own paths. Over 30% of women said that they're no longer focused on adhering to traditional timelines and milestones. And I mean, the same. They only want to date people who have the same perspective. So I'm sitting here going, stuff is changing, right? We're, we're changing all kinds of things. And I guess I'm not mad at the predictions, right? Relationship timeline decline. My friend Hillary tells me this all the time. Chica, don't be dating a guy just to check a box. Don't be looking at him going, this is who I got to marry just to check a box. We don't check boxes around here, baby. We, we pursue true love True connections and just genuine joy. K945, Shreveport Bossier's number one hit music channel. Hello, it's Chica. And I don't even know if we should be celebrating this or. Um, I guess here's the warning Louisiana about to see a divorce boom this month. Apparently, um, all these couples tried to. You know, try to keep it together for the kiddos. Try to make the holidays work. And now they're like, all right, listen, we're, 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 we're excited for the new year is what we're looking at and, and new beginnings. So a little bit of hope for 2024 and 2023 in our rearview mirror. A few years ago, CBS 19 sat down with attorney Joseph Holschler. Um, and he claims that his law office sees a dramatic increase in inquiries about divorces. And it's normally at the end of every year. And then because of that, they have a starting fresh package discount that it's steered towards people seeking an uncontested separation. Now, hold on. I, I want to take this back because when we saw the jump in divorce rates, right? We were blaming self-isolation with our partners in 2020. That's what we were blaming. We're like, well, you isolated with them and now you're over it. Why are we still seeing a crazy jump? Keep in mind, we always got to remember this. Most couples with children will always wait until after the holidays to file for divorce. It's just the way that it is. But before you start thinking about walking away from your marriage, remember... Divorce rates aren't as high as you think they are because we're too broke to get a divorce in America. You remember that statistic where a lot of couples are like, listen, um, let's just stay miserable instead of being miserable and broke. Let's just pick one. Um, according to this attorney, he said that an uncontested divorce can cost anywhere from you know, $1,500 to $3,000. But he said when it comes to divorce where there's like property, assets, he said it's a $10,000 separation deal minimum. Wait, what? See, too broke for a divorce. Wow.